Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Legendary artist Harry Belafonte comes to Carnegie Museum of Art on October 20th. Get tickets at CMOA.org. There is an accident on Little Creek Road. Actually, it's on I-79 northbound just after the Zealian Opal Exit, that is uh, Little Creek Road there. That accident has been cleared on 28 inbound at Highland Park. Traffic still backed up to Harmerville, though. I'm Val Porter, DVE Total Traffic. Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. Never, ever needing a referral. Preventative care at no cost. And covering emergency care anywhere. Choose the plan with living proof. Choose Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. Visit HighmarkLivingProof.com for more information. Live from the McDonald's studios, I'm loving it. This is WDVE Pittsburgh. Dr. Charles Keenan has been suspended for 10 days without pay by the Maple Heights School Board after pantsing a board member at a football game. The whole thing was caught on video. Keenan says he feels terrible about what happened. He said it was really just a prank and he didn't mean to pull the guy's pants the whole way down. <laughs> I had friends that were doing that for a while. Like they saw one of the, like, it was a punishment for wearing sweatpants where you shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are I coming that down. that happens a lot. Like, dude, what are you wearing sweatpants for? And then someone's just like, oh, I'm getting those. Like, go to a Steeler game and you're wearing sweatpants. Someone's like, doink! Right in the line. You know, after a while, you're kind of like, hey, guys, you know, I get that it's funny, but we don't need to see Larry's wang in the parking yeah, lot. There's, it's, there's it's just weird. families walking over to the game. It's kind of weird that you want to flop Eddie, yeah. Eddie's kibbles and bits out, out, out in the air. This actually is less about his sweatpants and more about your wanting to see what's under them. Randy Bauman. And the DVE Morning Show. Very awkward at a funeral. Very <laughs> awkward. Uh, Val Porter has your news and other stuff right now. Hey, Val, what's going on over there? Well, another summer-like day today. Here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Different day, same story. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. Mostly sunny and a warm afternoon today. High temperature, 81 degrees. We'll see a couple of showers tonight and a stray shower Thursday, but still mild Thursday. High temperatures in the mid-70s. It's 53 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. The ATF says that they recovered a dozen modified guns in the Las Vegas hotel room of the gunman behind the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. ATF Special Agent Jill Snyder said 12 guns were equipped with bump stocks, which allow guns to fire at a higher rate. Snyder also said they've recovered a total of 47 guns from three locations, including the shooter's hotel room in the Mandalay Bay. At an evening press conference, Las Vegas police released body camera footage from police on the scene, and Las Vegas undersheriff Kevin McMahill says the deadly shooting only lasted between 9 and 11 minutes, but that seems like a really long time. Uh, yeah, Especially Definitely. with a weapon that fires like that. And he was shooting from two different windows because that, mi- that huge suite is on the corner. So he had two different vantage points he was shooting out of. It is a miracle more people aren't dead. I know. 77% of Americans don't own a gun, 
90% want stronger gun control. And why well, I just I did a story at six that more than half of the guns owned by citizens are owned by Americans. Oh, like in the whole world. In the world. Love yeah. our guns. Yahoo says all three billion of its user accounts were breached in 2013. The tech company previously estimated that a billion accounts had been hacked. Yesterday, Yahoo said new information has come to light with the help of outside forensics experts. It said the investigation also showed that the stolen data did not include credit card data, bank account info, or passwords in clear text. The subject of the hit Netflix series Making a Murderer will not get a new trial. The docuseries cast doubt on the guilt of convicted murderer Stephen Avery. On Tuesday, Wisconsin judge denied Avery a new trial, saying there was not sufficient evidence to warrant one. Avery's attorney says they are filing an amended petition because they have additional test results and witness affidavits, and they remain optimistic that Avery's conviction will be vacated. Avery and his nephew were convicted in 2007 of murdering a photographer in their Wisconsin salvage yard. His nephew's murder conviction was uh, overturned last year, but Brendan Dassey remains in prison. How? How is he still in there? I don't know. Come on. Get that kid out of there. What they do up in Wisconsin, but Some computer scientists at Lancaster University in England say they've come up with a new technology that could make the television remote control obsolete. The new technology allows televisions to be controlled with nothing but hand gestures or other body movements. The scientists claim to have gotten things to a point where it works even when your hands are full, which means you can change the channel or turn up the volume without putting down your bag of chips. That's how lazy we've gotten. Don't we already have voice-activated remote controls? I love that thing. (laughs) <laughs> you have one? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's awesome. That Not only does my Comcast remote do it, but my Apple TV one does too. Hmm. It's so great. But it, why do you need to change the channel when you don't have any hands free? Like, I just can't imagine that. I mean, is that is that how gluttonous we've gotten? It's like, oh, I just have my beer and my Doritos, and, you know, I just want to change the channel. want to surf a little bit. We are lazy. Do you ma- did you did you ever live in a time where you had to manually change the channels? Oh yeah. Like I couldn't uh, remember what year that kind of kicked out. I figured it was probably right around when you were four or five years old. Yeah, I, I don't like mid late. I don't have any. Like I I remember the little black cable boxes. The one it, ha- it would go. Brrr. Yeah. All right. So first like of all, on a dial those or a straight dial were a huge step up. Okay. Oh yeah. From. I mean, I remember the TV in our living room that had vice grips affixed to it <laughs> because the knob fell off, the UHF. So if you wanted to change the channel, you took the vice grips and went tuk, 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 to, <laughs> to change it. And then yeah. once those cable boxes came in and you could just, I could, I could uh, yeah. flick it so fast to MTV as a kid, like 36. <laughs> That like it would just be right the there, channel. like yeah, MTV. So it was like MTV VH or not VH1, it's but HBO. Twenty-four. And, and I don't remember what was where I was, but so after a while, those became like, oh, we got to get up and change the channel, and that that's when you were really hoping for a cable remote. And when they first came in, it was like, oh, this is glorious, <laughs> game changer. And, yeah, and then after a while, those became kind of a pain in the butt. The so now, now you, you can to talk to your up- remote. The only thing you had to get up for was, uh, or the, that I got up for was the AB switch. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Toggle the AB. But it's like behind the TV, covered in dust. 
And then those little black remotes, you used to lose them all the time. And then my dad would just got furious. And one day he came home with two universal remotes that were like the American flag. <laughs> and was like, yeah, everything's going to change now. We can change any TV with this. So like me and my brother just took them outside. We're just walking past people's houses, seeing Trying if we could change the like, channel. Flick the garage doors open and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, at one point it was like, don't lose the controller, and the controller's <laughs> such a big deal. And then, like, technology advanced to the point where, like, the cable company would come to your house and switch out the box, and you'd be like, hey, I have all this stuff here. And they'd be like, yeah, you don't need any of that. Throw it away. Like, we don't want it. Like, you don't want these old controllers? No. No. And for some reason, I hung on to them. Like, I'm going to need them someday. Like, Put them in the junk drawer. Some po post-apocalyptic <laughs> war, I'm hoping to have some sort of MacGyver Trapped in my house is going to be like, do you have any remotes from 1998? Do you have an old BlackBerry phone? They might save our lives. And a remote from the 80s? I need a rubber number five. <laughs> <laughs> well, shopping is like sex for some people. A new study found that for some individuals, shopping lights up the pleasure centers in the brain. According to researchers, that high they get after buying something was comparable to sex or being in a race car. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets your adrenaline flowing. That's why online shopping is so dangerous because it gives you an automatic just dopamine a, a, hit. A, yeah, big he hit the jackpot there. A couple of, you know, hit three cherries. Yeah, but then you got to wait for it to get there. Have you ever ordered stuff and forgot that you ordered it? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. I for sure have. <laughs> Usually it's a book. Be like, oh. I'm hey. going to be an intellectual and read that. And then it comes, you're like, oh, man, now I have another book to read. Oh God, this is huge. I totally forgot. I'm so stupid. 590 pages? Why did I do this? Well, speaking of sex, there are four men here this morning. One of you would consider getting it on with a robot. That's slack. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt. He already has. That's according to a new survey from YouGov Omnibus that found one in four men would consider having sex with a robot. Defend now, when yourself, you say slack. Now, when you say robot... You mean like a sex like robot? This is robot. again, we're, you know, we're talking about the evolution of remotes. I mean, we're not talking about the Tin Man here. Yeah, it's not right? the robot on Lost in Space. Wait a minute, this is Bill. The... You're already describing this in far too uh, appealing terms for me. You're oh. like, hold on a second, before we cast a, castigate somebody as being with Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The weirdo. These are hot robots. Yeah. It's basically what you were just saying. Yes. All right, I changed my answer. It's, it's Bill. <laughs> it's Randy. Oh, uh, They also found <laughs> that Bill. almost half of U.S. adults think having sex with robots will be common practice 50 years from now. 42% think it'd be safer than having sex with humans. Women who took the survey, though, were not as open to the idea. Just 9% say they would consider wow. mechanical lovers. That sounds high. The data showed that men and women are split about whether intimacy with a robot would be considered cheating. 37% of men think it's not cheating. 36% of women think it's just like any other affair. Val, do you think uh, robot sex would be cheating? 
If you have a significant other, then yeah, probably. Yeah, but what, you think looking especially at, if you they think, talk. You think you looking say at, this all the time. You do. I think that if you're if you're devoting all Don't your get mad se- at me, I'm just asking you. You say st- you tell me all that you think yeah, you, you're porn her on is. The stand. You think porn is cheating. If you're devoting all, if you want to have sex and you immediately go to porn and not your partner, then yeah, you're right. you're exerting all your sexual energy I'm, elsewhere. I'm not being critical. I was asking you to just state your your porn is cheating stance. I bet a lot of people think that way. You're expending sexual energy that you could be, uh, you know, experiencing all, with your partner all the time. So once in a while, you're saying. I mean, everybody. What guy and a lot of women. Just, I'm going to dial up a little porn here. Check it out. Dial up a little porn. Talk to your remote. But if that's exclusively go into my command center. your go-to, then you probably have a problem with your relationship. Yeah, no, that's a different scenario altogether. I think but- if you tell your significant other that you are that you are purchasing the robot and sort of the robot's going to take one for the team every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe just agree to keep it in the shed. Uh, in know? the shed? You like, can't... hey, you can't keep that uh, in the house. You can't keep it in the shed. You you go out to the shed no for that. What if somebody gives you the robot as a gift, like oh, your significant is. other's like, here, deal with this. Sorry. Uh-uh. I think you should probably get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> if your significant other is like, here, have sex with this, then you're going to be like, I quit. This I, is, I'm going somewhere else. I know that, that, you know, there's a lot about this in the media right now, and everybody's talking about, you know, the, the, sex robot craze is going to be the next thing. I still don't believe it. It's I a really, far... really The price don't. has got to come down. I agree. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're way advanced beyond the inflatable blow-up dolls. Oh, they're but they're still not... It's not like... Dude, you can't even tell. I mean... It's, it's not like it's Westworld. It's still a you mannequin that like moves... It's, you know, yeah, you might as well have it's... sex with one of the Hall of Presidents presidents <laughs> out in Disney. But this is the point that I was making. It's it's come a long way from a pool raft. You yes. know what I mean? That's they all talk. I was saying. That looks surprised. A deer ran out in front of my car. <laughs> you I, can have them designed the way you want. I'm not going to have They anything. talk. They talk. Yeah, they a, talk. They... You can get a real one that talks. <laughs> right. Oh, the worst feature of the robot. Put that on mute permanently. I, I, would th- I, mean, I would think it would be more. I don't know. I honestly. But then you got a remote for your uh, your sex robot. What if you lose that? <laughs> what if you're just waving your arms around and she's got to get a universal remote? <laughs> I just think uh, I don't think that. Well, I guess I'm probably wrong because I mean I know por- the porn industry is humongous. But it seems to me that after a certain point, most people, they just, that it can't be the main source of your uh, sexuality. Don't you think that, though, that people who do that get deeper and deeper in it? In it? Like they don't think, you know what? Well, then we, we had that guy on. Remember the oh, guy from yeah, P- the who guy. started the anti-porn yes. website? Oh, yeah, because he was like. He was addicted. Addicted. Yeah, that guy. I mean, he was like starting a fire. Right. That guy was. Kindled. <laughs> he was like. I hope he not. was on the pup list. He was kin- yeah. kindling. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I, I I I refuse to believe that you're gonna walk into Walmart and see like a sex. No, robot it's not gonna be a Walmart. Like that. Oh, it might be a Walmart of porn. Yeah, it's like gonna a, be on one of those adult superstore black adult stores on the side <laughs> of the road. Maybe Tim Murphy ought to go, go get himself a robot. <laughs> be in a lot less well, trouble. As forty two percent think it's safer than having sex with humans. No. <sighs> What do you do after? Uh, uh, Cuddle. Does it go in the dishwasher? That'd be I mean, a tight I don't know. Take it through a car wash? Yeah. Probably better option. Tie it to the hood <laughs> <laughs> like Aunt Edna. What? <laughs> <laughs> like legs up in the uh, air going through. <laughs> or just have her draped under the car like Cape Fear and get the wheel blast. Iron Maiden's new beer is out. The band teamed up with Robinson's to release a brand new Belgian-style brew called Hallowed. This band's original uh, <laughs> Trooper beer has sold over 15 million pints since it came out in 2013. They also have shared limited edition Trooper 666 and red and black beers. The Hallowed label features mascot Eddie wearing a traditional monk's robe. You can get more information at ironmaidenbeer.com. The craft beer phenomenon has uh, far surpassed what I ever thought it would be. It's really like there it's was a time when someone would be like, robots. Hey, uh, I brewed my own beer. And you'd be like, Oh, oh I don't want to drink that. And now like people do it and they're good at it. And so these, you know, breweries like microbreweries pop up and they do tremendous th- yeah. stuff. There's some great breweries in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They're really good. I was a full yeah. pint last week, man. They do good stuff. It's a great place, too. That place in Greenfield, the Copper Kettle, you can, like, make your own beer and then make your own labels. You know, give it to somebody for, for Christmas. Roman Polanski. That's a good idea. But sex robot lager. <laughs> Roman Polanski has been leveled with another rape allegation, according to the New York Times. Renate Langer, a 61-year-old former German actress, has reported to the Swiss police that the director assaulted her in February of 1972. She was just 15 at the time. Switzerland has eliminated its statute of limitations on child sex abuse cases. Langer is the fourth woman to accuse Polanski of raping her when she was a teenager. Polanski pleaded guilty in 1977 to unlawful sex with Samantha Geimer when she was just 13. But he fled the U.S. before his sentencing. He has been living in exile ever since. Sunny and warm temperatures in the low 80s today. It's 54 at DVE. All right, Mike Pursuta coming in next. You know, it's funny, like, you know, I have songs queued up to play in case we need to play a song. This was the song, which I think is like, that would be the name of my sex robot store. <laughs> at Bangagong, you can come here. <laughs> I just don't see it happening. I really don't. Well, I think weirdos dollar industry. I yeah, that's because there are weirdos. It's not going to be. It probably won't be affordable for the average person, but I bet rich weirdos will get in on it. People who buy fleshlights will buy sex <laughs> robots, but people who don't buy sex fleshlights won't all of a sudden be into buying something like that. That's my point. Well, yeah, that's the point not... I'm trying to make. It's not going to yeah. all of a sudden turn every like you know suburban codicil into a sex robot community <laughs> do they do that on westworld oh yeah don't they have robot hookers definitely <laughs> yeah one of the main characters works at a brothel i just refuse to believe it then again who knows what do i know
I don't know. We could elect a sex robot president for for all I know. <laughs> Might happen. <laughs> Might need to be the Secretary of State. Apparently, story that uh, broke uh, in this last half hour. Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, it's called Donald Trump a moron. <laughs> 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 Today? He's not the only one. No, he said it in the past he wanted to quit, and he called him a moron. And uh, Mike Pence talked him out of it. And he said it got him to stay until the end of the year. So you might have a new Secretary of State soon. And who knows who, what reality star that could be. But uh, Kid Rock, Secretary of State, sounds pretty good. <sighs> Mike Pursuta has your sports coming up. Much ado, a B nothing. Also. I see what you did there. Penn's hockey is back. It's a hockey night. In Pittsburgh, and we're raising the Stanley Cup banner. From the PATirepros.com Sports. Mike Pursuit, it's a hockey night in Pittsburgh. The Stanley Cup banner will be raised to the rafters at PPG Paints Arena. Sidney Crosby gets his third, but looking to three-peat for that fourth, Mike. Sports is are brought to you by CBS Television. Uh, the Penguins are raising the banner tonight. They open the season against the St. Louis Blues, 8 o'clock at the PPG Paints Arena. It's been a fun week for the Penguins, who uh, received their championship rings in advance of tonight's banner raising and the Stanley Cup celebration. Mike Mike Sullivan, excuse me, (laughs) talked about uh, what's been going on this week at length yesterday, and Sullivan maintained that uh, things such as uh, ring uh, ceremonies and banner raisings can have uh, a long-term value in addition to the sold with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Visit. Operations that they inspire. Are you know these players are deserving of uh, of the accolades, uh, and and the ring ceremony last night was one that they're very deserving of. It's such an honor to be part of something like that. Uh, it's the same thing with the banner raising. I think the banner raising is obviously the culmination of all of those celebrations uh, of of the the achievement, and these players are deserving of those. And so, you know, we certainly don't want to rob them of that experience I, I think and this is what I said to our group my hope is that um, you know th- these you know th- these uh, different experiences that, w- that we're able to enjoy here over the last week or so will fuel our passion to want to do it again I think it should inspire us uh, to watch ourselves with, with some of the highlight reels that they watched last night and, and the banner raising and you know for me it's it, it it's just a it's a real remembrance that it's all worth it all the sacrifice and the commitment that you make uh, in order to try to achieve the ultimate goal is worth it yeah maybe when the going gets tough in february and you're a little hurt and a little tired and uh, fighting it a little bit maybe before that defensive zone face off you can just look up and uh, check out that banner and oh yeah this is why i'm killing myself hmm and be inspired by it. I, uh, 
I'm wondering how hard it will be for them in those, you know, February days to, to uh, be able to manufacture that inspiration. I mean, going for a three-peat is a pretty cool thing. When your belly's full, though, you know, it'd be easy to see not a letdown, but maybe the fire doesn't burn as bright as it once did. Yeah, I don't sense that's going to be an issue with this team. I didn't sense that that was an issue last year, so I don't know why it would be this year. It well, might. remember, I mean, we kept waiting for them to run out of gas yeah, last year. You you do probably get to uh, saturation at some point, but I think this – and the makeup of this team with so many young guys now, that's the thing. having been integral parts of that first one two seasons ago and then the repeat last year, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know that Brian Rust feels established or satisfied yet. Or Connor Sheary moving forward. No, I think the biggest problem for this team as it stands right now is going to be health and down the center. Can can they find a third and fourth line guy that they're happy with that gives them the kind of production that they had? Yeah, and that makes sense. And, uh, you know, maybe that guy's on the team now. Maybe he's not or those guys. But it's a long way between now and the playoffs. But uh, uh, this team's makeup is is, uh, one that uh, competing and going for it Hasn't seemed to be an issue. Health has been an issue at times. The power play seems like it's an issue every other week. But, uh, you know, that's tactical nuts and bolts stuff. Um, their, their intangibles are through the roof. They're, uh, you hear Sullivan, uh, you've heard Sullivan talk a lot the last couple of seasons about their chemistry and char- character, and I think those are real things. And, uh, it starts with Sid, too, on, and on the good. ice. And, and they're you know? pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Helps when you have the best players too, right? Yeah. The goalie's not bad. Defense just got Latang back. Yeah, maybe Latang is uh, the counter to satisfaction because he's probably going to go after it pretty hard this year because he probably feels like he missed out a little bit last year. Pens and Blues tonight at the PPG Paints Arena. Uh, Anto- Can't wait. Antonio Brown's uh, sideline meltdown in Baltimore continues to be a topic of conversation. Ben Roethlisberger saw to that yesterday during his weekly appearance on 93.7. The fan, uh, Roethlisberger, uh, well, first he called Antonio Brown the best receiver in the world. Let's uh, get that out there. Uh, He was uh, lauding Antonio Brown, uh, but he was also critical of Antonio Brown, saying, among other things, that it's, quote, unfortunate that he – acted and reacted that way. Talking about uh, taking on that Gatorade jug, uh, water cooler, and basically flipping out on the sidelines. Roethlisberger said, uh, among other things, quote, I don't know that he needs to react that way. And he also said uh, that uh, conversations have been held and uh, that what Brown did on Sunday in Baltimore is, quote, a distraction that none of us really needs. That's what uh, Roethlisberger said yesterday. Here's what Ben had to say about it on Sunday right after the game. A.B. is a playmaker, right? We, we have a lot of them on this field, and, and sometimes there's not enough footballs to go around to everybody. But, uh, you know, I think A.B. is a very passionate, you guys, especially from Pittsburgh, know how passionate he is about wanting to help this team, wanting to do everything he can to, to take us to that next level. Um, I think that's just nothing more than a competitor um, wanting the ball every single play, and you can't blame him for it. So the whole take there was no big deal. It happens. It's A.B. being A.B., nothing to see here. Something changed between 4.30 or so Sunday afternoon when Roethlisberger was at the podium and yesterday morning, right? Well, Can we surmise that much? That for sure happened. Yep. And it, because it's, his tone was completely different. A.B. Had, had to have exacerbated this situation after the fact. 
and who knows, you know, how that took form. But this is a guy who left fans waiting around for 90 minutes for autographs and then, you know, barely showed up for that. He used to blow off his radio show all the time and leave everybody hanging, having to do a broadcast without him. Uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, the Facebook Live incident in the playoffs, posting video live from the locker room in what should have been pretty tightened, you know, buttoned down quarters there. And uh, none of this is surprising. It's A-B. But, you know, as much as I want to say, like, those guys should just let him do that and just keep their bitching to inside the locker room, it's got to be frustrating. And something must have happened because from coach to players, the tone changed from Sunday to yesterday. Yeah, uh, you know, that's that's adding two and two and coming up with four on our part, but sometimes – Two and two actually equals four. So, right. and I uh, think this would have been this wouldn't be as big of a story if it wasn't for just the 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 desire by the league and ESPN and everybody to sort of turn the page from this flag stuff and the anthem protests yeah. and like yeah. any other story. Well, I mean, is going to get blown up. It's an easy talking point, and it's great video of the Gatorade jug bouncing across the field and. Brown flipping out, and now today we're all going to go in the locker room and ask all the other players about it. I'm guessing Antonio Brown won't talk today because he doesn't talk until Friday because that's just what he decided uh, his media policy was going to be a couple years ago. So now it'll stretch even into Friday. We'll all go try to talk to Antonio Brown about it again on Friday, and it'll have legs all week. Distractions. And uh, these are the things you got to deal with if you want to win a championship. Yankees 8, Twins 4 in the American League wildcard game. Last night, the Yankees advanced to play Cleveland in the American League Divisional Series. Postseason baseball is back. Mike Pursuta. Took almost four hours last night uh, for that to play out, but uh, hmm. it was worth watching. Rockies at the Diamondbacks tonight in the National League wildcard game. Val, what do you got coming up? We're going to talk about how awful it was to work at the Playboy Mansion back in the 70s. Mm. Uh, also, uh, Mark Madden in the 9 o'clock hour. My friend uh, Jan Glick from Big Brothers Big Sisters is going to talk about their big gala, which happens tonight. And uh, when we come back, full beard. You didn't shave. No. <laughs> you, are you keeping it for the three-peat? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The old two-niner, Phil Bork. He brought hardware. return on the DVE Morning Show. All right, listen. It's the DVE Morning Show. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> home of the Stanley Cup champion, Pittsburgh Penguins, who resume action tonight at PPG Paints Arena when they'll raise yet Another Stanley Cup championship banner. And that can only mean one thing. It's time for Hockey Talk. The old two niner. Yeah, Chip uh with the old two niner intro there, and he's back, Phil Bork, ladies and gentlemen, and he brought in show and tell the new Stanley Cup ring. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a lot of bling. There's a lot. Of, it's that thing weigh four amazing. pounds. 
It's amazing. This organization. Five rings. Five cups. Five banners. Compare that to uh, other hardware you have there, Borky. Oh, well, it's, uh, everyone's different. I mean, the one in 09 was a little bit bigger. This is a little bit more like last year's. The ones in 91 and 92, 91 looks like a class ring. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? And, and actually, Mike Lang and I were talking about this yesterday. We both agree that that first one means more to us, sentimental-wise. Yeah. Just for a, a number one, it's your first one. And then, you obviously, you tie it to Badger Bob Johnson. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot more emotions in, that get mixed up in, in the first ring compared to the others. Well, you, you mentioned Badger Bob, and uh, you mentioned the Hall of Famer, Mike Lang, and we learned... That, that our friend Mike Lang is uh, he's going to take a more limited role when it mm-hmm. comes to the road games. I personally am super happy for him yeah. because I, I, I know how difficult it is to do this for as long as he has. I don't know if people can appreciate what it's actually like physically to have to do that for that many years in a row and what it takes to get prepared and and perform. You know, I mean, Borky, it's not quite like when you were playing, but it isn't like you turn right. off the, the headset and, okay, no. I'm ready for bed. This is a, a mentally taxing job that over a number of years, you know, it adds up. I'm happy for Mikey. And this just means he's going to do it longer. Exactly. And let's get one, one thing crystal clear, because the knee-jerk reaction by a lot of people, is he okay? Is his health okay? He's fine. Let's get that out of the way. He's fine health-wise. Now, listen, he's no spring chicken, <laughs> but he's going to just dial it down. That's all he's going to do. He's just going to do 15 road games because the road, it beats you up. It does. It's year so after year after year. And difficult. Mikey is a guy, he, he has a certain routine, a cadence to the way he calls mm-hmm. a game, and a lot of it is about his prep. And there, there is. There is a grind to that over the years. It, it definitely takes a toll on your body. And, you know, at 69 years of age, he uh, – you know, he's basically said, you know, I got to dial it down a little bit. I want I want to do this for a lot longer. Right. And the other part is, the other part of the equation is he trusts Josh Getzoff, who's going to sit in his seat and fill in and do the games when Mikey's not there. So some new faces in the Penguins broadcasting uh, booths this year, respectively. You got uh, over on the TV side there, Mirzy. Mirzy, yeah. Who's uh, no stranger. No. Kind of like, uh, not prodigal son, but, uh, you know, uh, it's like uh, Michael Corleone is back from uh, fighting the war, you know? <laughs> and then you got uh, Josh Getzoff, yeah. who's already earned the trust of a Hockey Hall of Famer yeah. to uh, work in his stead. Uh, look, we're in good shape here. Borky, you get no rest. You no. are going to be working in that hot seat each and every game. I for love this, uh, you're in know, your prime. quest for three Pete. I'm absolutely loving it right now. I love my job. I'm so proud to be part of the organization, and you know, to to call games and watch these guys play. Are you, <laughs> it, it's amazing. It really is. It's a special group, and we had our ring ceremony last night. And just being around all the employees that you guys don't always get to see. Maybe you hear some of the names, mm-hmm. but it's a special group too. Like there's, they're really a tight knit family. It's a, there's a reason why. This organization has so much success, gets Emmys, gets all kinds of awards because they really are a family and they pull for each other on and off the ice. Well, and that's why I've always felt bad for the Pirates because I always felt like that was an organization full of really good people and it's tough. You always, you know, you take your frustrations out on what happens on the field, but there's a lot of people who are working in that building who are who are solid individuals and, and we've gotten to know through the years. So it is gratifying to see the people, the Penguins, yeah. getting to celebrate as much as they have uh, through the years, like you said, maybe not household names, but people that we know and who are busting their butts and they get to enjoy it. And the great thing about the Penguins organization 
and maybe I'm echoing what you just said, but they, you know, those are all, they're treated like building blocks of these championships, the the people who work for the team. And they're not just, oh, you're lucky to be aboard for the ride. Mm -hmm. They're all considered to be part of the team. Oh, absolutely. And and the team, there's nothing when you win the Stanley Cup that you get, you know, um, a a list of things that you have to do, like give everybody a Stanley Cup ring. You don't have to do that. That is the option of ownership, and they choose to do it. Not every team gives as many people a Stanley Cup ring as the Pittsburgh Penguins do. They go above and beyond. And it, it's, a, it, it's a two-way street, for sure. You're appreciated, and because you feel so appreciated, makes you only want to work harder. Working nobody else in the National Hockey League has given anybody a Stanley Cup ring for two years. No. In the event somebody gets to do that at the end of this season – of all the things that can go wrong for the Penguins potentially, would you factor in satisfaction or just kind of taking the foot off the gas as a potential problem or cause? It, the list of possible hurdles slash distractions, satisfaction would probably be somewhere in the 50s or 60s for me on my list. It's not yeah. going to be there. Sully won't let it be there. And Sid won't let it be there. And if you have those two, kind of towards the front of the ship, there's just no way there's sense. Listen, they're going to enjoy this ceremony tonight, the banner being raised, but you know when that banner goes up, and whether you're you're listening on the radio, watching on TV, or you're at the game, you know in the back of their minds they're going, okay, this is great. I want to take a mental snapshot of this, but mm-hmm. let's drop this puck and let's start kicking some ass and go after the third straight. Do you think if Mike Sullivan doesn't win the Stanley Cup this year, he should be on the hot seat? <laughs> Because, I mean, he's set a standard here. He's going for his fourth in a row, you know that. Because he won one with Chicago. Do you remember that? That's crazy. Yeah, he got one as um, part of player development with Chicago. Unbelievable. So he's got 15, (laughs) 16, and 17. Yeah, he's on a roll. Everybody's on a roll. It's funny to me that people think that somehow a distraction will be manufactured over the you know the, the the political arguments and whether or not they should be visiting the White House, what like Sid, I really think he's just people don't get how singularly focused yeah. he can actually be, right? And is, and, and sometimes it, when... it makes him a little bit of a hockey bot. But, but that's, that's what fun. he is. That's, that's what I want. I, that's I, what I all the fans claim to want. Just stick to sports, <laughs> yeah. and he just sticks to sports, and yeah. they go, you got to take a stand. Yeah. 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 What? Eat, yeah. sleep, and drink, training, and preparation, and playing, and all that. But it won't bother him. The critics who say, you know, oh, no, you have to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he just doesn't hear that stuff. No, he filters it out. And he knows it. He's aware of it because he's a guy that really – he studies the game, and he's very aware of, of the surroundings and if, if people are talking about him. But it, it goes in one ear and out the other because he, he only thinks of that as that's something that can hurt me. So I just want to play hockey. I just want to win championships and play hockey. And he, he lives his life the right way. And so you have to admire that. And if because one jackass that lives in his mom's basement and wears feetsy pajamas, you know, is able to get on social media and just get one thing out there and say, oh, well, Sid, yeah. Sid dropped the ball on this one in the White House. And all of a sudden it's on TSN and ESPN and everything else. All of a sudden that one person has a voice and people are, are running with it. And it actually means Zippo, nothing. He's Canadian, right? He was Canadian. So he didn't vote in the no. presidential election. Did not. How much? Uh, matter. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so whether or not he's endorsing the president of the yeah. United States, which, he, which the White House trip does not do in any way, shape, or form. Zero. 
09. He literally doesn't have a horse in the race. The uh, the, 09, the 09 team had a <laughs> lot of uh, the cowboy up mentality. There are a lot of characters in the room, mm-hmm. uh, and there was a lot made of when they lost a few of those guys. Mm-hmm. Ryan Malone, Max Talbot, sure. uh, you know, locker room guys. The last of the core of that group of sort of phenoms that came up sort of getting to that point in their career now where it's it's just too tough to, to keep them together. You know, they lost Jordan Stahl a long time ago, right. and now Marc-Andre Fleury exits the locker room. Right. I mean, now this was a real, you know, Jordan wasn't exactly a locker room force. This this was not, if not the heart, the soul uh, of the, that Penguins locker room. I mean, a more beloved guy you're not going to find. We know what the off or on the ice effect of this is going to be. What's the off the ice effect? Of I think the it's just, uh, it's, I have a simple answer gone. for you. I really do. And uh, it's, it's not a sexy answer. It's not going to, you know, get you to stand up straight in your chair, but uh, you know, it, it gives an opportunity for Brian Dumoulin and Ian Cole and, you know, players like this and Scott Wilson and even Gino to, you know, to step up and be a little bit more of a voice, take a little bit more of a responsibility of, motivating in that locker room when something needs to be said. And mm-hmm. I think you have to embrace that uh, if you're one of these young guys and realize, hey, okay, there is there is an important voice that's missing. And even Matt Cullen and Nick Benino, they, they were leaders in their own way. Uh, and, and Chris Kunitz, don't forget about Kunitz. Right. So there, there's, there's just an opportunity. Even for a guy like you know Connor Sheary that's not that outspoken, can you imagine if all of a sudden he stood up in the room and just said something? That I mean, that's the kind of – Team that we have, though, I think that these guys realize the young guys, whether it's Gensel or Shiri or Rust or, or Kuhnhockel, that they belong here, and they have to take ownership at certain times during the season to help us win. If Shiri stands up, will they be able to tell? <laughs> is it, is it stand, <laughs> he has to stand on top of Gensel. <laughs> Wait, let me get a like milk crate. I <laughs> Put on a trench coat. <laughs> the old two niner, Phil Bork. Hockey is back on our brother station, 105.9 The X. Bork, you'll be broadcasting right <laughs> alongside the best damn play-by-play announcer in all of sports, Hockey Hall of Famer, Pittsburgh's, well, he's not Pittsburgh's own, but well, he is now. He's adopted. Mike Lang, the Hockey Hall of Famer. And Borky. Catch him tonight on 105.9 The X. Puck drops, uh, what time? It's going to be a little after 8. You have to be in your seat at 7.45 tonight for the ceremony. So oh. make sure you're there on time. All right. So watch on AT&T Sports uh, Net if you can't get a ticket for tonight. Hot ticket. This was a, this was oh, a hot yeah. ticket. Everyone yeah. wants to be there to see this one go up. So, uh, Borky, always a pleasure. Crow, Randall, Valerie, and Michael. <laughs> I really enjoyed my time here this morning, and this was good hockey talk. TV. You hear us say Channel 11. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.